You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 231 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Valerie. It's great to uh, be chatting to you. It feels like a while because we did pre-record the first two of the year. So it's, this is kind of our, our first official one, you know. Yeah, that's right. Which is exciting. It's exciting, definitely. What have you been up to? What have you been doing? Uh, so I've just come back from a trip and so and I come back, uh, I, I brought an extra a cold back with me. So I'll be trying to nurse that, but it's just straight back into the year. And uh, as you know, like 40 million things to do and only mm. so many hours in a day. It's been full on, but yeah, excited to start I the year. I hear you. Yes, I hear you. I wish that there were 48 hours in a day. Yeah, I've thought of I often wish that, but I guess uh, – I'd pay anything. Would you? Mm. But yeah. It's, time you? is just something <laughs> – well, well, why don't you just say there are 48 hours in a day? Why doesn't your day just start at 9 and finish two days later at 9? <laughs> That's – ridiculous and makes no sense <laughs> anyway um <laughs> let's move straight into i believe you have a useful hack for us yeah so this is a hack that i saw and i think you know for our northern hemisphere listeners who i've been seeing uh, images in the facebook group of uh beautiful winter scenes which for us uh is i i can't even wrap my head around it because i know i'm sitting here sweltering i've had to turn the air yeah. con off to record this but it's uh it's very hot in the southern hemisphere or at least where i am is it hot up there with you in sydney val Usually not not too bad today, but yeah, it is summer right now. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we're just about to go into a run of like 38s, 40s and above for, for this week yeah. Celsius uh, here. So, but in the Northern Hemisphere, you're out in the snow and often wearing mm. gloves. And one of the downsides of wearing gloves when you're using a touchscreen uh, phone or a, a tablet is they don't work. Because <laughs> the touchscreen and the the material reduces the uh, the 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 touch. It, there is probably mm. a more technical way to explain it, but it just blocks <laughs> the sensitivity. It needs to be skin. And I, I actually <laughs> once saw uh, the Japanese had a really good hack for this. Uh, mm. They would use sausages <laughs> as styluses. They'd hold on to little sausages, like they'd carry a frozen you... sausage around, and uh, instead of having to take <laughs> their gloves off, they. <laughs> so are you serious? Yeah, I, I remember seeing a story on it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but 
you know, it doesn't look that glamorous and who wants to carry a sausage around with them all day just so you can <laughs> tap on your screen, really. So there is a better way. Off. And I, I remember um, I bought myself when I went to Iceland, I bought myself these special gloves that are made of a special material that work with uh, tablets and phone screens, right? Uh, but they're mm. really expensive, Val. And then you've got your favourite gloves that you love. There must be a hack that mm. you can use that will make those work. And there is. that. Like the first, what I used to do is just cut the finger and the thumb off, like my right hand, my index, oh, yeah. and that, that was a good hack. But then your little finger and thumb get cold, right? <laughs> so it's not ideal and you wreck your gloves. So the other yes. hack that I've just uh, found out about is that you can sew something called conductive thread. So it's a special thread that is like a, I'm not sure if it's metal based, but it, it allows that where you sew, like you can put it on the tip of your um, forefinger and thumb or the areas that you use with your phone and where that where that thread is uh it it suddenly will work and so you can tap away on the screen and it works so you can just like sew a little uh patch onto the to the end of your finger and thumb how good's that and you can get this that is a great isn't that a good hack so it's like six Mm. bucks for a a reel of like a little um what what do you call you, you did macrame, Val. What do you call that? Yeah. What, what's a, a thing? What's a thing that holds material? Spool. That's it. A spool <laughs> of uh, conductive thread. And in Australia, for our Australian listeners, you can go to Spotlight and buy it. And now, long-time listeners will know that I have a fear of Spotlight. Yeah. Okay. And the reason for that is every time I go to Spotlight. I feel judged by the uh, – there's a tone, I've said, to the women that work there. Like you, I'll go in and I'm like, okay, so I need this material. And they're like, well, you're at the wrong counter. You'll need to go over. And then when I'm trying to explain, so what do I need? And they've, they've got this like, I'm better than you because I know more about sewing than you do and you'll never be as good as me kind of thing that made, always made me feel really inadequate. So I've developed this fear of spotlight. So That's weird. Uh, recently, Val, I went back there and I gave myself a little talking to on in the car before I went in uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. so I need to get uh, a fair amount. Did you answer back yeah, to yourself? Yeah, always. So <laughs> I needed to get a fair amount of material for a project I was working on, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe if I change my attitude – then it might be me. I might be the common denominator here and you it's think? not the spotlight late. All right, Val. Do you reckon? Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I go in and I go in with humility, Val. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard for you to believe. <laughs> Very hard. So humility and I mm-hmm. practically bow down to these women and I'm like, I know nothing. I, th- that's what I open with. I'm like, hi. I know nothing about sewing and material and I need your help. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a change. They okay. fell over themselves to help me. They called other people in from other departments. Aww. They discussed it. They were amazing. So an apology to all Spotlight uh, workers. 
And to be clear, this is not sponsored by not at Spotlight. All. No, in we case don't have any Spotlight. But I just it, because that applies to uh, everything in life. So if you're having trouble photographing particular genres of people or a particular style, well, then you need to maybe think about who's the common denominator and maybe then changing your attitude. And I think when you approach someone with, uh, hey, I need your help and, and, oh, by the way, I don't know anything about this and I know that you're the Mm -hmm. expert here, can you help me? Generally, people are are more than willing to uh, help you in that regard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you had a good spotlight experience. Very positive spotlight experience. Right. So this, dear listeners, is not so you want to be a good sewer. No, but it, it helps, is actually. Well. It's a good skill. No, it does. It, it Yes. And uh, we are going to get into a really good topic this episode, which is what are the biggest photography trends for 2019? But before we do, we want to give a big shout out to Upway Girl. Now, Upway Girl left us a review and rating on a five-star rating on iTunes and said, can't thank you guys enough. Every time I'm in my car, on goes the podcast. I'm a year into my photography journey, just did my first wedding. Couldn't have done it without these two ladies. Would love to have a few champagnes with you too. <laughs> I reckon we should have a party of goldies, as in she, uh, people in the gold community, on Gina's new decks. <laughs> Once again, thanks for your knowledge. It's propelled me to heights I couldn't have imagined 12 months ago from Pauline. Woo-hoo, oh, thank amazing. you so much, Pauline. That's awesome. And, of course, Pauline is an is a fantastic member of our gold community over at GinaMilitia.com. And if you want to find out a little bit about what Pauline has access to, have a listen to this. Hey guys, are you an enthusiast or pro photographer who wants to take their photography to the next level? I'd love the opportunity to work with you and I want to introduce you to my Gold Community. The Gold Community is an educational resource where members get access to photography courses and regular tutorials. There's over 200 tutorials with more being added each month. In these tutorials, I take you on set with me and I share my thought process behind scouting locations, posing and directing models, lighting and post-production. You get to see the entire shoot from start to finish, from surface in Sri Lanka using a single speed light to character portraits on the streets of Sicily using daylight or high-end studio shoots where I share all my posing and connecting hacks. There's also regular photo critiques, monthly live calls and heaps more. As a member, you'll also have access to my exclusive Facebook group and online forum where you'll be able to connect with other members from all over the world. So what are you waiting for? Join the Gold community today and start taking the kind of photos you've always dreamed of. You can check it out at ginamilitia.com. All right, so this week's episode is about the biggest photography trends for 2019. This is cool. What are the biggest photography trends? Where are we going to start with this one? I think we need to start with a quote, Val. Oh, dear. Yeah, Because it's like, you know, new year. New quote, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you okay. don't need a new year to find an excuse to give us a quote, Gina. What's the quote? Uh, so style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. And that's from the, the great Rachel Zoe. What happened to her? Oh, my God. Rachel Zoe. <laughs> I, I loved her show. What happened? I was strange, strangely addicted to her show as well. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, Rachel Zoe is a stylist in Hollywood and she had a show called The Rachel Zoe Project yeah. and really it was just her dressing a whole bunch of celebrities. Yeah. Um, and she shot to fame when she styled uh, Nicole Richie back in the day and um, this show was basically about her the growth of her styling empire and then she went into designing you know, clothes and accessories and things like that. But uh, she was big for a while and everyone yeah. – um, we went to see her, didn't yeah, we, Yeah, yeah, she's an amazing yeah, in, speaker. She's in, fantastic. In Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, But uh, she seems to have dropped off the radar lately. Anyway, well, that's a good quote country. from her and she was in- incredibly stylish. I've forgotten the quote now. What's the quote again? Style is a way to say who you are without having to speak. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, and so that can be uh, – so we obviously it's a photography podcast, so we'll keep it to photography examples. But, like, if you uh, – somewhere along a photographer's journey, they're going to uh, start to keep going back to the same uh, visual references – way of yep. editing, way of yep. lighting. It's like a combination of all those things and then one day you look at your image or your clients look at your images or your friends look at your images and they go, I knew it was one of your shots. Mm, it takes yes. a little bit of time because as you're learning, obviously you're going to be influenced by all the styles around you uh, and then bit by bit you find a way to make them your own. Now, mm-hmm. when it comes to fashion trends, like we see them in photography all the time, like you'll see a particular, and it's happening faster and faster. I don't know if this is happening with other trends, Valerie, that you see in writing or the art world, I guess, that you'll see like a particular, there'll be a particular style of work that like everyone seems to be having a go at or a particular style of writing or the way things are done. And so the the thing is, and things will become fashionable and popular and there'll be the leaders who set, who, who are the ones who are doing it first and then there's the followers. And so what I think you need to be careful of as a visual artist is uh, following too late because mm. I think once a trend is in the mainstream, it's kind of over. Yep. Yeah. Don't you think? Because like often the big fashion trends will happen on the fringes or, you know, in the underground and then the influencers notice them and start pick, pick them up and start using these in their work and then everyone is using it. So it's something you need to be careful of. And I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like we're giving these an overview of some of the big photography trends for the year, but it's uh, I think it's important to not be a slave to fashion and kind of cherry pick the ones that resonate with you. So you might see a particular style in, in still life photography or food photography and think, I like that. I like that lighting. I'm going to apply this to my portrait photography. Or there might be a color theme that you see is being used uh, and, it, and it is popular across the board. You might want to introduce a splash of that to your 
uh, signage or to your website or postcards that you make. Does that make sense, Val? Yeah, I get it. So basically don't straight out copy it. Um, Just try – just – Take elements of it and incorporate it into what you currently do into your own style. Yeah, I know, and I think it's good, like particularly as uh, portrait photographers or people who photograph people, mm-hmm. it's good to know what's hot, but not be a slash a, a, a slave to the fashion, but be aware of what styles are trending and borrow from them. And you can also use this sort of information to advise your clients. But I think just as a general rule, it's good to know what looks good. And you can say, well, you know, how about we just introduce this as a nod to this uh, current trend or, you know, working in yeah. that way. That's a great approach. So what are the trends? All right, so I think in uh, 2019, it's kind of like a, a continuing from what we've already seen uh, evolving in 2018. I think that we're going to see with the DSLR market more and more that DSLR is now becoming a niche. It's not the mainstream of cameras. Now, What you need to remember is the pros, commercial pro photographers are still preferring DSLR because it's better focus, better color, better battery life. Uh, Mm. But the mirrorless tech is getting better. So my advice, if if you're an enthusiast photographer, then get yourself a mirrorless and embrace it because it's going to be uh, a thing soon enough and you may as well get used to the technology and it's very easy to learn on mirrorless. But if you want to sort of keep your foot in both camps, then I would recommend, and you're uh, an emerging commercial photographer, then I would uh, invest in maybe used uh, DSLR gear. And I think that's a good idea for any emerging photographer. So you get the opportunity to uh, invest in the sort of the latest technology and but you you might also want to invest in say uh, mirrorless as your second body so that you're able to be across both platforms. Uh, that mm. would be my advice on that front. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. 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 So uh, next trend, uh, which is also another one that's continuing, and I think it's just going to grow. And this has to do with the fact that, the, and the trend is Val is that uh, I reckon video is only going to get uh, even more sort of uh, become more of a thing, uh, more popular uh, with photographers. So if you're a photographer and you haven't had a go at shooting video, or it's not something that you're offering your clients, or as an enthusiast you haven't experimented with I, I encourage you to have a go it's a lot easier than it than it uh you know you you can get bamboozled with all the post-production software but just tr- have a go with your phone because it's yeah, all in there and there's nothing and just to get Instagram a sense video. of exactly and you can get mm-hmm. a feel of because here's the advantage uh photographers already you already have the knowledge that you need and so uh it's it's kind of just like a painter moving to sculpture you know you've got the basics Mm. of composition and you understand art and so you know where the light is so you just instead of creating a still you're doing it with a moving image and I think photographers uh see so beautifully you can always tell when a photographer shot a video because it's got Mm. like the, the images are so beautifully composed 
And the thing is that consumers love video. So it's all about content and we're getting better bandwidth on, on, uh, on websites. So you're starting yeah. to see a lot more people using it and people like to look at shiny things that are moving rather than still <laughs> images. So I think uh, embrace it and, uh, you know, take advantage of this trend. But also I think it's important to remember that video doesn't necessarily mean that you need to shoot a feature film or that you even need to shoot a three-minute video. Just start off with 15-second videos, the kind that, that you will see on social media because increasingly clients are wanting photographers. They don't want – they, you know, depending on their budget, they may not, not want to have the budget to hire a photographer and a videographer. So if they can get somebody who can do both – and who can provide not only the stills but just short little grabs that they can use in social media, on on their website and so on, then that is a package that is great to offer. If they do want to film a half-hour video, they'll probably go hire the videographer because that is a slightly different skill set because of the post-production as well. Um, but for the simple things, uh, increasingly clients are looking to their what traditionally have been their photographers for, for both of those things. Hmm. Yeah, what Very else? Good. So it's a good opportunity. All right, mm. so last year in uh, particularly when you looked at landscape images, we saw a lot of minimalism in images. Yes. So this year, and you notice how often there'll be a trend and then the following year there's kind of a reaction to that trend. So yeah. if you want to sort of look at ways that you can predict what's going to happen, just look at that trend and uh, you, you know that there'll probably be the opposite uh, in the following years to that. So like, you know, mis minimalism is, it will give way to like more super detailed landscapes where you see everything and it's uh, more about realism rather than minimalism. So uh, a good one to keep in mind. And again, these are trends, you know, uh, if, uh, so you think we're seeing, we're going to see more detailed landscape yeah, images exactly. this year? Exactly. Okay. And, you know, again, with trends, uh, what's uh, – oh, so do you know that uh, um, hipster pants are coming back, Val? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what are so hipster pants? Hipster pants are coming, like, you know, low slung that, you know, where the button is just sort of just above your crack line kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, so they're going to be a trend, whereas, like, high-waisted pants were a big deal. But, like, just because they're coming back – doesn't mean we need to wear them. You can just yeah, ignore right. that trend altogether. <laughs> okay. But, so but the, the, the entire hipster trend uh, has been around for so long that it's now coming back. I mean, yeah. uh, the hipster's been around forever and I thought that it, it would fade away a lot quicker than it has. It, it faded getting... away for a long time and then it well, came yes. back and if you saw the Twitter feed, like, Twitter lost its mind over it and the and the replies were hilarious it was just like no 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 <laughs> it was very oh funny God. okay all right yes yeah, so what else okay so the next trend that is uh, just growing in popularity is that of the documentary style photography or uh, mm. taking more of a candid approach to photography and I've uh, interviewed several documentary photographers on the podcast in 2018 i love the genre i, I love with it. it personally i've always loved it yeah. loved it loved it loved it it's and 
If you are interested, then um, have a listen back. Uh, there's uh, Ian Weldon's interview, and uh, there was one a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, th- there's several, but have a look through the the, the back catalogue. And you, w- when you see it, okay, at first glance, a lot of uh, say newbies to the genre are going to say, "Well, it's just you just shoot loose, so you just point your camera and just get what you get, and you maybe take." thousands of images and there'll be a gold one in there. So that's mm. kind of one way of looking at it. But like when you actually talk to these photographers, they work hard to get those yep. shots. And it's yep. a lot about, I think the common theme amongst all those photographers that I've interviewed is training yourself to have that sixth sense. It becomes mm. intuitive. You know, they, they, uh, they will sense when something's going to happen just yes. by the way someone's walking or the, tw- yes. the twitch of the face or something and they know and they're in tune to that. And so that if that's something that you're interested in doing and you see this uh, documentary style of photography across the board and you've seen it more in advertisings, you know, uh, I think what advertisers are, are struggling with at the moment is there's a whole generation that can't be advertised to because they're too savvy. So all these staged images that you might have seen uh, years ago no longer work. So they want something that looks more candid and mm. you can, you know, you need to be uh, in tune with that style of photography. So if that's something that you're, you know, definitely interested in pursuing, then I recommend that you just get yourself out there every day if you can on your lunch hour from work, just wander out into the street and spend maybe 20 minutes trying to get a shot of something that, that that's interesting. And I, and I think but you can build those skills as well. Before that, you need to, if you aren't used to it, you need to be clear on what this, on, on, on what documentary style photography is. And it is, as Gina said, you know, perhaps look up some of the previous um uh, interviewees that we've had who who've done it but you can the internet is at your fingertips so look it up and make sure you analyze the photos before you go out into the street so that you yeah. can you know um have a point of reference because I love this style and I cannot yeah. tell you the number of photographers I have briefed who I have said where I have said I want documentary style photography. I want it just like the opening credits of West Wing. And have, have any of them gone to watch West Wing? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they'll come to the shoot and then I'll go, did you go watch the opening credits of West Wing? No. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's just, that's insane. Anyway, so, yeah, make sure you have a point of reference for sure. All right, so what is our next trend? So the next trend, and similar to talking about documentary or candid style photography, but this has more to do with shooting portraits and the like, Mm. is that, and again, this is a trend that continues on from last year and the year before, so like overstage set-up images are going to give way to more natural and authentic images, and Mm. we're seeing that more and more and more and I think this is uh, super important for commercial photographers or portrait photographers that when you're setting up your images you want to try and create these authentic looking images. Now 
There's a difference between doing an authentic-looking portrait shoot as opposed to doing a documentary shoot, Val. So a documentary-style shoot, you are shooting what you see. You are there and you're allowing your reflexes or shooting intuitively to capture what is seen. So documentary photographers don't actually set the shoot up or they say, Dave, walk through the frame so that I get this shot of you in that amazing light. They will capture what's actually happening. Whereas if you're doing portraits uh, and you want them to look authentic, that all has to do with the energy that you as a photographer bring to the shot and also how you uh, use your lighting and how you set up your shots. So you want to be able to, if you're adding lighting to your shots, you want to be able to add your lighting so it looks natural. So being aware of how natural light looks and how it flows and being able to add uh, artificial light to that that matches the natural lighting and also looking to create, uh, learning how to set up uh, a situation where you can allow a natural uh, sort of look to happen, but you give your model the parameters. So, like the way I like to do it is, I'm like, I know what my background wants looks like. I know kind of the shape that I want my person to look at. Mm. Look, you know. But then I'm going to give them uh, a series of cues or roles or something to think about or something to do that's going to give them uh, a more authentic look to their images and Val, Mm. then most importantly, you're you're waiting and watching for often they will give you that and it'll be the moment in between frames. So you can start something, go, okay, here's, and I've done this with you and you've got your beautiful new uh, headshot, that that's come out that you've uh, shared recently, and it Which was looks Gina like I took. gave you all these cute, yes. Mm-hmm. And but we worked uh, together, and I probably can never repeat <laughs> the type of stuff I had you thinking <laughs> to get that very happy thought going. But it was kind of like you know, uh, it was a fun day, right? You know, but you, Val, can turn in a second because your your mind goes to business matters and you'll be focusing on that and suddenly I've lost this, you know, beautiful, natural, charming smile. So it's my job as the photographer to get that back out of you. So that they're the type of things that you want to be looking at to create more natural-looking, authentic images, big trend for the coming year. Cool. Love it. All right. And I'm looking at your notes and the next trend I see, you've said vertical images are making a comeback. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah. So we've had, uh, and I've been uh, teaching this for a long time and we know that the way that the internet works that, you know, if you've got a website or you want your images to really fill the screen, Vertical works best, right, for that space. Mm, yeah. But have a think about it. No, no, Val. no, for your screen, horizontal works yeah. best. Sorry, horizontal works for, best. For a website, right? that is. To fill, for a website mm. on a desktop computer. Correct. But when you think about it, mm. uh, now the majority of uh, users are viewing your website off their smartphone or notebook. notebook. And what's the orientation of that? Um, Their smartphone is vertical. Did Mm. you say notebook? Oh, no. But what do you call an iPad? iPad, I'm trying to to say iPad. I'm trying to be – 
Uh, a tablet, sorry. Yeah. Well, it depends which way you're holding a tablet, right? Yeah, mm. right. But mostly smartphones. Yes. So, yeah. So there is uh, been a little bit of a push to see uh, more vertical images. So what I say to that is uh, shoot both ways. Mm. Cover yourself. Uh, always leave headroom so that you can uh, possibly crop in if you need to and allow extra space so that you can uh, the image will work either as a vertical or a horizontal image so you, that you cover all bases. But, you know, first and foremost, shoot the best orientation that suits the shot. Yes. Don't, don't sort of be hung up on that because then you end up getting all these images that kind of aren't, aren't working because you've, you know, you're only shooting vertically because 75% of internet traffic is now, you know, smartphone. Don't worry about that too much, but be aware of it. And it's something that you can then know that if you're supplying images to someone, then cover your bases, basically, and, and know that, that that could be the case. Okay, good. Yeah, good advice, definitely. Um, what else are the trends in, for 2019? So when it comes to wedding photography, uh, we're going to see qu- quite a few uh, changes. And again, mm-hmm. like the, the style of wedding photography where it used to be very set up, very staged, very mm. formal is giving way to more the more and more couples are choosing to have their weddings photographed in a documentary style. So it's basically the photographer turns up and captures what happens on the day. And they could be uh, very, very candid images as well. So we're seeing a lot more of that. So less stage, less stiff. And then again, going back to that more uh, authentic. So capturing the capturing the emotion, capturing the moment and really having uh, a beautiful uh, cross-section of what happened on the day. And the other thing that you'll see is uh, more proposal shots, Val. So are you starting to – do you ever see these popping oh, up in your Facebook yes. feed? Oh, yes. So people yeah. – I mean, I haven't seen a lot, but I have heard people talk about um, arranging their proposal shots. Yeah. Mm. Well, as in like organising them. Yeah, like and getting so the photographer to, you know, hide behind something until yeah. Yeah, the moment. Mm. So often before uh, the person decides to propose, they will uh, hire the photographer first and um, then, you know, decide on, all right, well, I think I should do it at this time and I obviously – and I think as a photographer you'll be saying, no, no, don't do it there, you'll be backlit. (laughs) It's a beautiful fill light and, you know – I kind of wish there was a course for the person who's accepting the proposal to know how to react so that they're not, you know how people are a bit of an ugly crier and you'll have a bit of snot coming out of your nose yeah. and, you know, or you or you put your chin down as you, you're going, oh, my God, oh, my God, and then like double chins or they're like, or how do they know what to wear, Val? <laughs> Well, they might be just about to have like, no, I've just gone to the gym. This is fine. We're just going to have a casual dinner. I'm not going to get dressed. Don't feel like it, you know. So it's all of that stuff. So kind of, you know, I guess if you're in a semi-serious relationship and it looks like it might happen, just always look your best (laughs) in case there's a photographer about to jump out of the bushes. Absolutely. You just never know. Okay. So I do agree though. There are more proposal shots happening um, in the world. What else? (laughs) 
So good little in for photographers looking to just broaden the market, you know, just uh, maybe stage a few and put them on your website yes. so that you can pitch to that market. Because you could do some, if you live in a beautiful area, you could easily just ask a couple of friends to like, you pretend that you're proposing, you know, and you could do all sorts of different uh, styles for that, you know, so worth worth a shot. Uh, we're going to see like more, less formal weddings, Val, so more casual, like more sort of relaxed, not as uptight. Again, that seems to be the theme with everything, you know, a lot more relaxed, a lot more authentic. And you're going to be seeing, as we have, but this is going to be used more and more, a lot more drones being used as, you know, as part of the wedding. So overhead Mm. shots of the whole scene. So there'll be a lot more second and even third shooters uh, capturing every single angle. And one that I really love this idea of, and I hope it becomes just a trend that happens across the board, is the unplugged wedding where the... um, the couple getting married will ask that all the guests leave their cell phones at the door. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so restricting that you'd be because what happens is so there's a photographer hired to cover the wedding who's getting beautiful images and then what I've noticed is you're going to take that beautiful shot and there's an arm in front of you with a cell phone where Auntie Jan uh, just needed to stand in the aisle to get that shot where like, you know, hang on a minute, you'll all get good shots, mm-hmm. but just you don't need to, ah. to post or, yeah. Okay. So I don't know, if I was a couple and uh, like, you know, because obviously everyone wants to capture that nice shot, but you know what I do? I would give uh, each guest as they were leaving a uh, beautiful shot of the couple maybe as they were getting married, which showed the 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 you know, everything that everyone was wearing and the beautiful setting. And then I would also have a, like some sort of uh, step and repeat lineup wall where you've got the, it's all lit and you step in, you get a photo with the couple mm. and uh, you get that shot as well. So with your bonbonieri, cause you've got to have bonbonieri at a wedding or it's not, we're not right. Okay. You know, so that's that little almond coated candies mm-hmm. with something like a, um, uh, a, a statue of something like a statue of David would be a good one if you're going <laughs> to an Italian wedding. I don't know that they give those away. I've got some rippers. <laughs> so, but it doesn't have to be candy. It's just whatever you take away with you. It's your little takeaway. Is gift, that a bonbonieri? But no, you got to get the candy as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and but but you give the bonbonieri could be a framed photo of you with the bro- with the with the couple right. and a photo of the couple at the uh you know get in, during the ceremony that that they randomly pick that you could pick print out yes as as the photographer fairly quickly from from the day yeah. so that's that's what I do so yeah mm. and keep the cell phones away okay cool like it yeah so next Val mm. Uh, this one uh, I love what? this trend what? because it's like this, this, uh, still life are getting darker. You know how I love dark and moody oh, stuff. Oh yes, you love dark and moody. Although I've, I've lifted a couple of shades in the last uh, <laughs> few images that I've done, so a little bit brighter, but still I do like the dark and moody. So uh, you're going to be seeing like something called dark table images where they're reminiscent of like you know rena- renaissance lighting using you know light and dark you mean like when they had no electricity 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's lit with uh, a, you know one window light, so side lighting, and it's moody, and you might see like you know dark tabletops and antique utensils, and so very easy to do. Mm. You can uh, try setting up, and if you want to have a play with this style of uh, of lighting, just using uh, window light and black cutters, which is the opposite of a reflector. Black cloth mm. or black card. Uh, absorbs light or cuts it back so you can easily uh, shape light and create this kind of moody lighting so think of it as doing Rembrandt lighting with food or products and it's a darker style and I've actually uh, put a couple of examples of that sort of style of lighting and what would help um, there is of course sort of like darker furniture or certainly not white furniture otherwise it'll just reflect all the light but do you see how the trends work? So like before, previously, we've seen light, airy, white, yes. minimal, like, you know, three cherries on a white table, you know, <laughs> in the corner. And that's that, you know, minimalist. Yes. And now it's like abundant and wealthy and uh, lots and beautiful. So, yes. um yeah, I, I I really like it. I think it's uh, – but, you know, in a year's time, I might It might be something like else, yes. Anymore. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, also uh, trends that are coming in. You can see that on if you look at stock photography, you're going to be seeing a lot of more. And if it's something that you do when you're shooting stock photography, a lot more tech-free images. So when mm-hmm. where where say a, a little while ago you'd see. Um, more uh, images where we were all embracing tech. You'd see a lot of people carrying their iPhones or using their laptops, you know, or with their headphone speakers oh, in. right. Now, reaction to that, because now you, you're hearing more and more people are wanting to be unplugged or taking technology breaks or social media breaks or tech holidays or green bathing. Have you heard about green bathing? Green bathing. You go out into a forest and you bathe in the energy of the forest. And it's very good for you. It's very healing, Valerie. All right. Oh. Yes. (laughs) So uh, stuff like that is really big right now where people are realising the importance of getting unplugged for a little while. So that is reflected in a lot of the imagery that there are a lot of searches for and that is popular. So think about that when you're shooting and try and uh, cover yourself uh, if you're shooting for clients, take all the technology out and make it look lo- like, you know, it could be any era. Uh, and then that could give that shot more longevity because often the iPhone that you've got in the shot is going to date the image or the headphones or the f- computer in the background and it might not get that continued run. So uh, worth thinking about. Cool. Okay. What else? So- so the other thing you'll see a lot more in images is you want to think about, uh, again, I'm talking about authenticity, but you want inclusion and diversity. So making sure that uh, your images don't just cover one sort of um, uh, race or or, or um, style or anything. You want to include everything so that the Everyone is included in the images. Again, authenticity. What does your world really look like? You know, it's not all models that look like, um, I can't even name it, like not everyone looks like the Kardashians (laughs) and not everyone is, you know, six foot six and blonde. We've got all different 
um, hair colors, skin colors, sizes, everything. So we, you know, and genders. So we want to cover everything in the photography, and you will see that in advertising campaigns and lifestyle photography. So bear that in mind when you're casting people to be in your shots. Okay, well, that's a lot of trends. Are there any more trends, or is that it? Uh, so, uh, colour, there, there is, I've included a link, Val, to the uh, colour report from Pantone, oh, yes. which they do every season. And so, but I just want you to know that the most important colour that you need to know about that's so hot right now is coral. Yes, and that is actually um, something to be aware of because often with the colour of the year and certainly the Pantone colour of the year, magazines and designers, even, you know, designers who aren't designing magazines but they're designing other things, they will actually follow that trend. Mm. And you'll find Mm. that sometimes photos will be included in magazines or online in online publications just because that they feature that that color so coral in this particular instance so I knew a guy once who um he wrote a book on editing business documents not the most Mm -hmm. scintillating book in the world but it was editing business documents and at that time I think the and and it was a really bright orange color I don't remember the exact Mm. name of the color but it was a bright orange color and that was the Pantone color of the year and 1996 even though he was um Based in Australia, the book was about editing business documents. German Vogue featured it Mm. for that reason alone because it looked – because it was really um, the exact colour of the the, the, um, spread that they were designing and it was going to match all the other pictures of the colour of the year. So sometimes you'll get in just if you include the (laughs) colour. Exactly. So you can get these um, sort of style trends uh, well in advance if you want want to know, and then you can plan for the following year and make sure that you incorporate those colours in your images and they might, you know, you never know, the magazine might pick it up as the cover shot. A, they'll look for good photography, but B, often it comes down to colour choice yeah. and, and you never know what could happen. Now, I just want to echo Gina's advice at the beginning of this discussion, which was because we covered quite a lot of trends and I can totally see these these trends panning out, but you don't have to follow them all. You don't have to incorporate them all. If some don't appeal to you for some reason, just ignore it. But if you some borrow. kind of pique your interest, see if you can, yeah, as Gina said, borrow from them and incorporate it into your own style. But don't feel that you need to actually explore all of them because that will just drive you nuts. Mm, exactly. All right, great. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode, Gina. What are you doing in the coming week? All right, so I've got a couple of lifestyle shoots coming up this week, which is always exciting. So I'll make sure that I have uh, authenticity and inclusion (laughs) and diversity in those, Val, and uh, everyone will be wearing coral lipstick just for, what do you think? Is that your your lipstick of choice, Val, coral? It's not actually. It's not my colour. All right, that sounds good. You'll be busy. All right, so (laughs) where do we find you online, Gina? So ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A and that's where I'm on all social media at Gina Militia and I'm also in the podcast Facebook group, so you want to be going. Okay, so if you want to join us, we'd love to have you in our 
listener Facebook group, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join because we'd love to have you in there. It's free to join and there are people from all over the world, from all walks of life, who are all interested in photography and all at different levels of photography. So it doesn't matter whether you're experienced or a newbie, come and join us. It'd be great to connect with you. Um, you'll find me at Valerie Koo on Twitter and Instagram and also at ValerieKoo.com. You'll find the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com. 